0: It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast, it's the midweek edition, pre the Leinster home match, Interprovincial rugby back on the menu this weekend, Connacht against Leinster next Saturday, September the 29th at a quarter past five. I'm up in the sports ground and I'm delighted to say joining me today is Lindy McKenzie. Afternoon. We've just been to the Connacht press conference today, Uh, Jimmy Duffy, the forwards coach, and Sean O'Brien was the player. So let's have a listen to what they had to say. Jimmy, that was a that was a good day's work on Saturday. Yeah, look, it was um,
1: it was pretty pleasing. I think in, in a number of fronts, we'd um, we prepared well during the week, and uh, I think the lads really kind of they delivered in their own respective areas. Um, like you're always going to have a tough time against quality opposition, especially double finalists in the last few years. Obviously, champions two seasons ago. Um, but look, it was it was pleasing to get the result at the end of the day. What ple- what pleased you the most about it? Um, I suppose a number of factors, really. Like, you're, like that game was was right in the balance all the way through. Um, I think w- we took the initiative in a number of areas, and and uh, and, and kind of I think our carries were good, um, our breakdown work was solid. So I think look, the boys kind of they delivered in a spot of the
0: space and, and, and capitalised when they had those opportunities. I think which is most pleasing. And there was application and sort of the attitude for for 80 minutes. You know, when it was twenty six twenty. There might have been a temptation to just rein it in, try to run the clock, but they kept playing, and Caelan Blake got that steal, Sean O'Brien, and added and put the game to bed.
1: Yeah, I think. Look, I think that's something we're working on as a group. I think is is trusting each other and and, and playing hard for each other. I think uh, there was the most one of the most pleasing aspects for us in the weekend. We didn't look like we panicked, even um, if we were ahead or you know we were we were we were close. Um, so the boys kind of just kind of keep. Continue to work hard and play for each other, which is great.
0: Gavin Thornbring going off at four minutes. That was that was tough because that means your sort of your substitute package has to change completely.
1: Yeah, it does. But look, I would say you, it's a position that we're we're better prepared for. I think this season and um, the competition has been really, really good throughout the squad. And and uh, you know you've got Alton on the bench there, who's who's a very able bodied. Um, person to come in and, and and look after it so we're disappointed to lose Gavin he's going so well um, but look we, we trust the guys who come in and I think the bench on the weekend had a, a fairly significant part to play they came in and uh, they maintained the standard that was on the field and the platform laid for the guys who started so which uh, is really really pleasing And is there any word on Gavin? How is he? Uh, he's, he's injured he's got a, a shoulder injury so the boys are just kind of looking at him scans going through at the moment so um, fingers crossed it won't be too long
0: One issue that cropped up when I was watching the uh, replay again was uh, the restarts still slightly concerned there a couple of restarts didn't go very well and I'm talking about receiving restarts now uh no no look, look we we're, we're,
1: we've implemented some new stuff um this season I think the the skill level is good I think we'll, actually what I ended up happening is there was one knock on which uh, I think kind of sometimes it contained to view um but look it's it's something it's all aspects of the game we're going we're to keep focusing on and keep working hard to get better. And, um, but uh, the boys are actually practising away there outside, as we speak, so it's not uh, not a concern for us.
0: It's the third set piece of rugby, though, now, isn't it? I mean, it seems to have become more important. The days of sort of hoofing it down the pitch and chasing after it, it's, it's, it's quite well thought out by all sides. Connacht's kicking off as well would be similar.
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, at it, it is... Um, depending on the volume of scores in the game. You know you're going to have uh, x amount of them, so it is. It can be. Um, it can be another valuable source of possession, receiving and and attacking. You know. So uh, look, we'll, we'll we'll tend to it, and we are we are looking at that area as a, a significant part
0: of the game. Leinster now at the weekend um, into provincial rugby. It sort of concentrates everybody's mind. It, it gets people excited. You have to treat it just as another game, but the still the still is there a little bit of added pressure with that?
1: Um, I, I don't think so. To be honest, we, we haven't spoken about pressure. I think what we've done is we've we've reviewed, like um, reviewed yesterday, the the, the scarless game and the areas we need to improve on and be better, and and then also reward the areas that we were very 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 happy with. In um, the Leinster week, it's it's you know it, it's always going to have that interprovincial feel to it, and and there'll be heightened excitement I suppose um, it could be generally outside the building necessarily um, like the players are going to bring their own um, their own level of interest in that obviously but uh, for us as coaches it's just back to business you've got to prepare for a quality side what we are consciously aware of is that these guys are European and Pro 14 champions and uh, an extremely serious outfit and um, one that demands the most respect um, from, from us and, and the players so uh, look we're, we're going to prepare for obviously a huge battle on the weekend
0: is there any danger sometimes that it's that there's actually too much written into these games and I'm talking about people like me from the media because it's it seems to attract attention even from what I would call marginal rugby fans or non-rugby fans they know O'Connor to play in Leinster the weekend
1: yeah look I think it, that's
0: just the nature of it I think it's, it's it's
1: an interprovincial at the end of the day and and um, you know, you have you have November is looming and, and uh it's gonna be it's a World Cup here and you've a lot of there's a lot of additional stuff that's going on and, and people are keen to see the the best players paying um in at home, which is fantastic. So look it's uh I think it's just it's just a nice thing to happen. I think it's we're fortunate in, like that, that that we have such kinda of close proximity and such quality athletes in the country and uh to see how they go against
0: each other on the weekend. Is there anything in particular you look out for them or is it just simply the quality and the fact that they seem to be able to rotate anybody in and out well I think I
1: mean, the, 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 where you get to win a pro fourteen and you win a, a Champions cup is you 've got quality quality personnel they 're well coached um, they have they 've got such a such a, a depth in in positions that you know you can rotate it you on know, British line for British line or international for international which is which is fantastic um, but look they 've got a, a workman like attitude they 're performing well this year again. Um, and there's, there's pressure on them. Obviously, been winning two trophies last season, so I think they'll want to emulate that again this season. Um, but for us, we just kind of focus on ourselves and, and look to, to areas where we can we can challenge and be better.
0: Sean, looking back at Saturday, how good was it to be on uh, Caelan's shoulder there to take that ball and uh, put that help put that game to bed?
2: Uh, it was an unbelievable, I suppose, uh, case of right right place, right time, and a. It was just an unbelievable finish of the game, and yeah,
0: it was brilliant. General, when you've reviewed it, even on the night, must have been a good feeling. It was a good, solid performance.
2: Yeah, look, Scarlets are a quality side. Um, they've been the last two finals, I think. So um, it was great to get away with a win there, and it was badly needed for our season, for it, just for the ambitions that we have for this year. It was a badly needed win, so it was it was a great result.
0: And Leinster coming now an interprovincial um, does that have a different feel, or do you just have to roll along and keep going
2: um, we We like to say that like every we treat every week the exact same because we have a process that we go through every week, the exact same, but look it 's a, it's a local derby, and everyone knows in sport that those are the, those are the big games that the fans get up for, and it means a blow to them and 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 us representing them we 're aware of that and um, so yeah, it's a massive week, and everyone buys into that, and preparations are, are to the nth degree in, on the Interpol's week.
0: And when you're looking at what you have to do specifically on Saturday, if selected, I always have to add that bit. But what are you? What? What? what what's the real nitty gritty of a game like that?
2: Um. You, you look at your own role and your own, what, what's expected of you, basically, and you just you want to nail that 100% of the time. And we talk a lot about uh, not worrying about other people's jobs, just focusing on yourself and getting your own role right within our system. So that's basically it. You go away, you look at what you're expected to do at the weekend, and you, you you try and perfect it throughout the week and so that you can, that you can replicate that on game day.
0: And do you, do you have a specific process, if something doesn't quite work, to to reset... Are you, have you got your reset points when you're on the pitch?
2: Um, as in, like, if I, m- I make a mistake or something goes wrong, yeah, you just, you just have to let it go. You, I know, obviously, it, it is there in the back of your mind that you've made a mistake or that you might be having a poor game or something, but you have to just get, get rid of it and just keep, keep doing your job and just keep sticking to the system. Um, so, yeah, just, just trying to forget about it as quickly as possible, get on to the next job.
0: And how do you feel your own game is at the moment? You certainly, on, on Saturday and watching it again on replay, you were, you were well
2: in there. Um, yeah, I suppose I was, I was happy enough with, um, with my game on Saturday. I, I, f- I felt like I got my game fitness back. And I missed a lot of the pre-season just for, through injury with my back and my hamstring. So just delighted to get a run of games and finally feeling a bit, ma- bit match fit again. So um, just just hoping, hoping to be able to put in a couple of good performances in the next few weeks.
0: And there must be a good confidence around the team after a performance like that. That sort of lifts everybody and everybody's
2: galvanised. Yeah, look, we did great. We had a great preseason and great results out of the preseason, and um, we felt that we'd put in decent performances in in our in our games here. But we probably hadn't come away with points when we when we felt if we'd twinged a few things, we got a few more things right that we could have. So it's massive to just get points on the board and to and to get that win. And um, as I said earlier, it's it's sending us back in the right direction we want to go for this season.
0: Should be a sellout here on Saturday. Should be a hell of an atmosphere. Uh... So that's. Uh, are you aware of the noise level when you're out on the pitch? Can you hear it, or you're just working in your own zone?
2: Oh no, you hear it. Like it, you, you always hear it here. The sports club. And the clan stand is immense. Like um, so or even here in a course of Fields Westmead of uh, when you're out there, it's unbelievable. Like so, you're definitely aware of it, and hopefully we'll sell be sellout because it makes it all the better for us.
3: We would like to thank the Official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at ConnachtClan.com. Membership is only €10 Euro and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to ConnachtClan.com for all your supporting needs.
0: Both sounding quite relaxed and I think after last weekend's victory, there's a certain, certain confidence there.
3: Yeah, there's, there's a growing confidence and a, I think a growing maturity in the squad that, that Connacht have now and they all seem to be in a good place. I think everyone seems to be on the same page. They all tend to know their roles, know what they're doing, know uh, know where they're, they're hoped to head and they it's definitely after last weekend they know that this this match against Leinster is one where they have to continue that momentum they, that built up last weekend.
0: Try- I wouldn't say they're underplaying the significance of an interpro, but I think they know how much attention this gets from fans and the media. We're hearing the ticket sales are absolutely flying. There's extra terracing gone in, so we could be getting close to the eight thousand one hundred capacity here, and uh, they seem very, very delighted by that. But they're they're keeping it low key.
3: Well, they're professional rugby players, and to them, Leinster is just another another team that they have to try to beat and i think that's the way that they've always focused on these matches i think when they run, maybe when they run out onto the pitch and they hear that roar of the crowd of 8000 people it might be slightly different and the nerves obviously they have to be nervous everyone has to be nervous when you go into a competition but i think their attitude is, is that this is just another team we focus on ourselves we pay a little bit of heed to them what their this anti-friends philosophy we paid a little bit of heed to them but then it's all about ourselves and working on our stuff and what we have to do a lot of attention
0: still around John Muldoon's conversion back in April. His one and only conversion of his career. And it's, uh, it's still bubbling around.
3: Yeah, it's been a bit bizarre, really, that Ken Healy would come out and say it was kind of disrespectful and, and kind of insulting that you know John Muldoon would take that last kick. I, I don't really know where it's, where it's come from. I wonder if it's just a way of getting worked up because they were hammered, so much last year, but 4710, I think the result was. So it has come out of, out of nowhere. But I think the point is, you know, the question has been asked of, of today of both um, Jimmy Duffy and Sean O'Brien. And I think Sean O'Brien summed it up when he said, look, you know, it, it wasn't supposed to be infamitary. It was an act. It was an act really to celebrate John Muldoon's last occasion, his last kick, and it was just delight that it actually went over and it was successful. So it actually had nothing to do with Leinster at all. And I think Jimmy Duffy takes the same view as well. And I think all of Connett and all the Connett fans would take the same view, that this wasn't about Leinster. You know, it was nothing to do with Leinster at all. And it was nothing to do with Kian Healy. It was all about John Muldoon because it was his occasion. And I think, you know, I think the sensible people will look at it that way.
0: Well, the other point is they then went on to win the Champions Cup and the Pro 14 so it hardly impacted on their season personally I would be really surprised if it actually is they're using it as a way to get ready for Saturday because that sort of stuff I think probably has left modern rugby it's a much more clinical game now and uh, we'll see. Connacht Eagles were in action on Friday night in Dubarry Park in Athlone in Game 3 of this season's Celtic Cup. The final score was Connacht Eagles 22, Ospreys A 27. A try right at the death stole the game for the Ospreys, who probably did play the better rugby. After it, I had a quick chat with Lenny McKenzie and Dave Finn, who were there. And we've also got some audio from Connacht and the Ospreys. Right, it's after the... Eagles game here in Athlone on a very cold evening, so we've jumped into the car. I've got uh, Lindy McKenzie,
3: Dave Finn with me. Lindy, pick the bones out of that one. I was extremely disappointed with the result of that match. Um, I think when you've got a front five that can do so much damage, if they wanted to do it and prove that they were, because this one was good and the line-out was good... I would have thought that that would have been the the platform for success, and and I don't think the I thought the backs tried very hard. I thought there's some young talent in the backs, um, but I'm just disappointed with the result, particularly the way it ended when they had a draw there and and they lost it. And they gave up. They gave up the win.
0: Yeah, a bit of inexperience there at the end, Dave. He, I mean, there was there was there was nothing in that for for Connor to keep the ball alive, and in the end, it was uh, it was a bit of a
4: steal for the Ospreys. Indeed, ah, uh, it, it would be. I would argue that maybe over the course of the eighty minutes, the Ospreys played the better rugby. Um, we certainly we well, we had all the power up front. I mean, we have five guys with with very high experience in, in our front five, and at times we we destroyed them in the scrum, we were stealing their line out they, they were their was just wasn 't functioning, but what they were very good at was running with the ball and there was a couple of things you 'd argue as well um should should the last penalty should have been just give it everything you have and kick it dead because if it goes dead, then the game is over and you get a draw. They ran they had phases they were actually doing they actually kept them on the halfway line for about for about fifteen phases, but then they made a break and then it was a kick through and yeah, I'm not going to blame the winger. He made a mistake. He's young. He, you know, he'll learn. He'll learn a lot from that. But it's not the re- his mistake is not the reason that game was lost. There was a lot more wrong with that in, in terms of overall structure, and it was it was a disappointed, disjointed performance. There's a lot. There's a lot to take out of that game, positive for both sides. But there's a lot there that both sides won't be happy about, and Connacht would be more worried about what happened tonight than than the Ospreys would be.
0: Yeah, Mossy Lawler was um pretty disappointed at the end when we spoke to him as was the captain Kieran Joyce. So let's hear from them. Mossy, that was a,
5: a tough night with a tough ending. <laughs> um yeah, I think uh look Um, the result is um, I'm not going to say irrelevant but um, I think what we're learning from the last three games is that um, we're just copping up too many uh, penalties for one our discipline isn't good enough and two our small things just aren't accurate enough Um, it's the same old story for for the last three games Um, you take Munster you take the Dragons and I think again tonight uh, we were in control for long periods of time um, we just didn't finish the job Um, we're scoring tries but uh, we're too easy to score against at the minute
0: Was there a lack of accuracy as well at times and particularly when you were were in possession?
5: Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Small things are letting us down. A couple of our ball carries are far too high. Our work rate on the ground probably isn't good enough. Uh, Something we need to look at as a coaching staff, but um, uh, individuals need to buy into what what we're trying to achieve as well. Um, Accuracy and launch, the opportunities were there. Uh, What we scouted during the week I think was fairly accurate, but... um, we just failed to execute under pressure.
0: They looked a slightly inexperienced side. Was there perhaps an opportunity for the pack maybe to have really got stuck in in the first half and it it took until the second half for Connacht's pack to maybe come to terms with that?
5: Yeah, look... um I think, as as I said, what what we scouted during the week, were uh, the opportunities were there. Um, obviously, we were we were inaccurate at times. Um, our mall worked particularly well. Uh, we went with a little bit more in the second half, but look, that's just the ebb and flow of the game. Uh, You've got to read these decisions. You've got to let the players make those calls on the pitch and see how they're feeling. They're the ones that feel it more than the coaching staff. So uh, we went to what, we, what worked in the second half. Uh, we got some joy out of it, but again, we were just inaccurate at times.
0: And the, the whole way this competition sets up... Uh, is it better to have it at this time in the season? Is this a better structure than the British and Irish Cup was?
5: Yeah, most definitely. Um, it gives us a great uh, prep time, I suppose, during pre-season when we work with our academy lads. Um, we're getting a lot of exposure from Andy, in fairness. He, he has massively bought into what, what we're trying to achieve. And, and prep time during the week has been really good when we go against the pros. Um the B&I Cup was a little bit stop-start, so you played for two weeks and you had a couple of months off and then you came back to it again. So this is, uh, I suppose, for our young academy lads, it's, it's, it's a real eye-opener to what professional rugby is and uh, can you back it up week in, week out, week in, week out, and um, from there on in, that's, I suppose, where we take our learnings from it, but um, we're, very, we're, we're very happy the way it works, and uh, long may that continue.
0: Aaron Joyce, uh, captain of uh, the Eagles team this evening. That was uh, a very disappointing end to a very tough evening.
6: Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty quiet change room in there, you know. Um, it's a real tough lo- loss to take. Um, I think we did some really good stuff, particularly in, in defence at times. Um, I think, as Mossy alluded to there, I think our set piece worked pretty well. Um, our scrum and our lineout was was pretty dominant. Um, so it's just really unfortunate that we couldn't kind of go over the line tonight. Um, So yeah, it's just a lot of learnings um, to look forward to next week when we play the Scarlets.
0: One of those learnings probably would be that uh, there's a lot of penalties given away there at the wrong time, and there was a lot of just just general inaccuracy, especially in the handling. That it improved a bit after half time.
6: Yeah, definitely. I think it, I think it did improve at half time, but that's definitely something we need to look at uh, on Monday. You know, when we go through those reviews, is, is giving you know the opposition easy yards and easy territory to kind of access to our 22. Um, I think that's something that we definitely need to be better at. Um, as this kind of Celtic Cup uh, competition progresses, um, and that's what we'll be doing on Monday and Tuesdays, reviewing the video and kind of finding out where we can where we can um, stop giving away those penalties that are kind of hurting us so much.
0: Looking, looking forward to next week. You've got three games left in this competition. Now you've got two, two, two home games towards the end. But scarlets are going to be a big challenge. Yeah, they are
6: going to be a big challenge. Um, I think they're doing very well in the competition so far. But I think all we can do is just focus on ourselves. You know, um, we just kind of look at look at week to look at the review from the week before week to week and just try and improve. And that's all we can do. Um, I think, as Mossy said, there. Um, this competition is all about development and progression and and seeing players kind of improve week upon week and and that's going to be our aim Uh, we're not going to focus too much on on the opposition we're going to focus on our game and try and iron out the mistakes that, that happened tonight and hopefully we'll get the win next week
0: a win would be good, it would, it would drive you forward.
6: Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think um, it would be really, real positive for us and it's something that we really, really need. You know, we're, we're talking in the dressing room there about, about performance and, and improving. Um, I think we definitely improved this week compared to the Dragons game, but ultimately, you know, we go out there as players to get the win and that's what we want. So um, that's what it comes down to and that's how you're judged on is, is your win-to-loss ratio. So, you know, um, as one of the players mentioned in, in the change room, it's all about all about that getting that W and that's what we're going to work towards for next week.
0: Linley, they uh little bit downbeat, both of the chaps I interviewed.
3: Yeah, well that's understandable. I think, you know, mister Connor would be a little bit downbeat after that. Look, you know, I think the most important thing is as 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 Mossy Lawler says is, you know, to take the positives out of it and the learnings. You know, they are they were a young, particularly young backline and I thought they performed reasonably well and you know, against a team that obviously um were I think they look, they almost looked like they wanted it more. And they were more determined. And I thought that last play of ball when, you know, anyone could have kicked the ball out and settled for a draw, they were determined to get that score. And I take my hat off to them because they were a very young bunch of players, that that Osprey's team. I think there was only one player missing. And I think actually someone mentioned it was actually Ian Evans' son was missing. He's injured. And so they're, they're a very young team. I think um, Duncan Jones was talking about a few players who have been training with the senior side, um, but apart from that, they were very young, and they were—I thought—they were very well skilled side.
0: Let's hear what uh, the coach of Ospreys, A. Duncan Jones, had to say. I'm joined here by very happy Ospreys coach Duncan Jones. Ospreys, A. You must be delighted with that win.
7: Yeah, I think. Look, you know. Uh, when the, the time is up on the clock and as a coach you probably shout in, kick it out. I'm probably glad for once they didn't really listen to what I said. So yeah, look, you know, um, really pleased with the win, but I think you know, credit to both sides have some good skills on show. Um, both sides probably showed a little bit of naivety at of time, but you know, that's what this competition's about, you know, so there's some good learnings from us and you know it was a really hard fought game.
0: How do you how do you find dealing with with a game like this? Because you operate at a very high level as a player. Do you have to allow for the fact that there are going to be mistakes and things are going to happen that will make you want to tear your hair out?
7: Yeah, I think, you know, it is about allowing them that sort of uh, freedom to sort of express themselves, make decisions for themselves, because they're the one out there, so probably in the early part of the week, you, you know, try and put a little bit of structure in place and pictures, you know, which they may see in front of them, and then you just allow them to go and, you know, develop the skills that, you know, they have and, you know, show themselves, really, and like you say you sometimes look back on the video and there's some painful learnings for them but you know that's the biggest thing that they do learn from it and you know I think a lot is said about how people develop their skills but you know at the end of the day you know it was nice to us to come out the other end of the result but sometimes you learn as much through a loss you know when we took some good learnings last week when we were defeated so it was nice to come out the other side this time
0: it's quite a young inexperienced side that you had out there I mean how many contracted players on that side
7: um, yeah, there are quite a few, probably, in terms of boys who train up with the seniors regularly. There was probably more backs tonight. There's probably about four or five of the backs who train up with the seniors regularly who came back to us later in the week. Um, as a front five, you know we probably are a lot younger up front, and you know that's sometimes to do with some of the injuries that. Um, you know the senior squad have so you know uh, yeah we had to take some painful lessons you know there today but um, all credit to Connaught I think you know around their set piece stuff tonight their accuracy was very good and um, you know they probably got a lot of field position and points through you know through good technical skill there.
4: And this
0: competition, it's it's new so it's still bedding in a bit. But does it have a better feel than the the BNI Cup did?
7: Uh, like I say, I wasn't involved, you know, in coaching the B&I Cup, but, you know, certainly have enjoyed, um, you know, having a group of players together, you know, um, a chunk of games where we can focus. And, you know, in terms of for them moving up into the, the senior side, you know, it's been nice to have, you know, similar sort of language in and around our calls. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's been a real positive start. You know, the players have enjoyed it, and certainly as, you know, young coaching staff, you know, it's been good for us.
0: Dave, he was... Uh... He was in good form. He was. He was quite happy with that. He's quite chuffed with that win and the performance.
4: I think he was indeed. I think. Um, I think they were very surprised. I think. If they were being absolutely honest, the coaching team would probably have said, "Look, just kick the ball dead. We take—I mean, we'll take the two points." Because they did get a bit of a, a bit of a hiding last week from Munster at home, and it—it. It, I think what they would be most pleased about was they took an awful lot from that game. They decided to send some of the young lads off with the senior team as well, so those guys were basically, "Look, you lost, but learn from it." And they came out there and, like, with a lot of enthusiasm. They did get beaten up in the front five, but you know, you, you wouldn't—you would have kind of expected that, given the difference in experience levels, but. Like I say, the exuberance of youth. I I think ninety percent of coaches would have said kick it out. Ninety percent of players would have kicked it out. They ran it. They got the little bit of the, the, the break by getting the ball back after the kick through. But um, I will say one thing: they had a lot of phases on our line, and they didn't panic, and they got a couple of tries from from being from being up. So there's a lot of sensible heads on young shoulders in that in that squad. With um, us as well, some of, I think we were the opposite. I think sometimes we did panic, and then when we realised what we were good at, we still made mistakes. It was, it was I think our performance was bitchy, but. Um, you know I I can understand why Mossy and and, and Kieran were disappointed it was a bitty performance some things went very well but other things just didn't work at all
0: well, the three games remaining for the Eagles this season in this competition. They're away next week to the Scarlets. That game has been played in Carmarthen, And then they have two home games. And uh, they'll both be at the sports ground. They'll be playing uh, Cardiff, A, uh, on the 6th of October. And on the 14th of October, they'll be home to Ulster. That's a Sunday afternoon with a half-three start. The other game has yet to have a defined kickoff time. So that's it from to Barry Park this evening. It has finished Osprey A27, Connect 22. Last weekend's results in the Pro 14 produced some really strange games. Starting on Friday night with the Cheetahs 39, Ulster 39 and yet another last minute performance by Ulster who scored a try on the verge of injury time and then converted it to come away with more than just a bonus point. Cardiff Blues 37, Munster 13. Munster a point down at half time, absolutely taken apart in the second half. First win for the Blues, one they desperately needed and maybe some slight concerns for Munster about a performance that ebbed away very badly after halftime. On Saturday, we had the first major shock of the competition, I think. Southern Kings 38, Glasgow 28 in Port Elizabeth. 31-0 up early in the second half. Glasgow came back into this game, but eventually came away with nothing. A big surprise win for the Kings, something that they needed to get their season moving. Dragons ran out 16-5 winners at home to Zebra. Connacht 33, Scarlets 20. Ospreys had a fairly matter-of-fact 27-10 win at home to Benetton who weren't able to raise their game to any particular heights. And in the last game on Saturday evening, Leinster 31, Edinburgh 7. A slightly under Edinburgh side put away in the end by a competent Leinster team who were fairly strong on the day. Looking at where that leaves us in Conference A, Glasgow are three wins, one loss, Ospreys three and one. Connacht two and two, Munster two and two, Zebre two and two, Cardiff one and three, and the cheetahs are holding up the bottom of the conference with no wins, one draw, three losses. Leinster have gone to three and one in Conference B, and Ulster, now the only unbeaten team in the Pro 14, with three wins and one draw. Edinburgh bottom of that, having lost all three away matches and having the one home win against Connacht. A full round of fixtures this weekend starts on Friday night with Cardiff against the Cheetahs at 19.35, Edinburgh play Benetton at the same time at Murrayfield, five fixtures on Saturday, Zebre hosting the Ospreys at three o'clock, Connacht and Leinster at 17.15 is the game we'll be focusing on, Scarlets and the Kings at 18.30, Glasgow and the Dragons at 19.35, And the second interprovincial of the day, Munster versus Ulster at 19.35 at Thoman Park. How do you feel we're going to see? How do you think
3: Saturday's going to go, Linley? It's a very hard one, isn't it? I hope it goes like last year, 47-10. <laughs> Somehow I think it might be a little bit different. Look, it's good, you know, I think when we were talking to Andy Friend last week, he was talking about, you know, this whole series of games and it has been a really, really tough start for Connor, despite the fact that they're at home. And he, he did use the word that it's going to be a litmus test. And I think, you know, last week Connacht came, came out and... Did a job on the the Scarlets, which was absolutely superb performance. I don't think anyone would have quite seen maybe how dominant Connett would have been, particularly in that second half. But I think this week is going to be slightly different. And you know, it doesn't really matter who Leinster puts out. You know, they are a team who are trained to win. They are the double champions at the moment. And they will still remember coming down here and losing, and they won't want that. Um, They're professionals. They're, they're a damn good side and Connaught are going to really have to be at their best, you know, to get a win out of out of Leinster. They're going to have to mind the defence. They're going to have to be accurate. Um, you know, I think the presence of Bundy having returned does add that extra dimension, you know, to Connaught that sometimes is missing that the other teams have with their internationals all the time or international class players. Jack and Kieran Marmion are doing brilliantly, you know, in that pivotal, you know, position. And I think if that continues and the back roads, Sean O'Brien is another one who's, who's having a brilliant run of form after so many injuries in previous, previous seasons and is really physical. And he's going to get a a really big test. We don't know if it's from his namesake or not. Um, So it's, it's, it's going to have to be one of those occasions where everything has to go right for Connett to win. And, there's nothing to suggest it won't.
0: Well we're certainly looking forward to it it'll be live on Galway Bay FM on the exclusive rugby stream from five o'clock and it'll be on FM from a quarter past five with uh, match commentary from Rob Murphy and match analysis from Joe Healy. We'll have a podcast after that game at the weekend and we'll be back next week for the midweek podcast when we'll be looking forward to our trip to Belfast.